0: All right. web. Well, so 32. So December, December is here, right? And my house is in the holiday spirit. It's full swing. Everything's ready. But for some reason it really didn't happen very naturally for us this year. Um, my fiance and I kind of looked at it as like more of like a hassle, I think this year and we were all bah humbug and we broke out the decorations and finally we're like, okay, like, you know, like we can't, can't miss out another holiday. Let's do this. Let's do it right. Let's get everything out and clutter our house up to to no end. So that being said, you better strap on those sleigh bells because today I'm going to talk about all things Christmas, the best and worst traditions, the gift giving, uh, the music and the movies. We're just gonna deep dive into everything, you know, good old Saint Nick. So here we go. First, let's talk about Christmas decorations. I grew up a fake tree kid personally myself. I don't think we had a real tree in the house until i was probably in high school and even then it dried out just pretty pretty quick you know for me it was you go into the garage you get out these massive boxes of just tree parts and for the next hour you were just being put to work you had to not only assemble the tree uh, made of rusted metal pieces and spiky artificial branches but you had to spread them all out you know accordingly so it resembled an actual tree or else you just have the, these really shrunken branches that were sitting in a box all year but i mean to get it right you really had to go you had to go deep in there you were moving almost almost every branch to its to its new spot and after that your hands were just beat to shit man it was horrible it they were all calloused and dry and the whole time i was like man i wish I wish I was one of these kids with a real tree, you know, like this, this can't be, this can't be it. You know, this is, this is the holiday season and I shouldn't have to be put to work like this in order to just have a little holiday spirit. But being a fake tree kid, one of my favorite parts as I grew older year after year, you know, you you use the same tree and those, those green bristles would just fall off the tree more and more every year. And so by like, let's say like the fourth, fifth year, like, these boxes like half the tree would just be in the bottom of the box or they'd just be falling out whenever you were moving branches so each year the tree just got bare and bare just because like over time you know that's that's really what happens and we never got a new tree like it was always the same tree probably the same tree for like at least 15 years until finally someone said you know what this is this is enough it served its purpose as an adult though we have a, a fake tree as well um, it's not like it's barely six feet maybe it comes in three pieces it's super easy the lights are already wrapped around it you know you can get the whole thing just assembled and decorated in 30 minutes flat so that's really great I didn't realize it really until I was older but I think the real tree life has its own difficulties though too you know like you never really realized it when you were younger but You had to pay for the tree every year, which is a hassle, and you had to go get it, obviously, which is another hassle. You had to tie it to the roof of your car, lug it home. You had to drill holes in the bottom of it so that uh, water can get into the tree and it will stay alive for a long time. And then you have to, finally, after the season's over, right, you have to figure out how to dispose of this somehow, uh, this massive tree. I don't really know how you even do that. Um, But, yeah, for me, it was like, you know, you can just... You can just put the tree away every year. You know, if you just put it away, you put it in your attic or your garage and you break it out next year. But real tree people really have, they have a lot to do. You know, you got to keep watering it too, which is another huge hassle. So I completely understand. I sympathize with, with you real tree people, but I am, I'm a fake tree person. And I think the happy medium to all of this though, is by getting a real wreath. Um that really is the that's the ticket. So Home Depot, Lowe's, whatever it is, all these places also offer wreaths. And uh what you do is you really just you grab a wreath, you put it up next to the tree. It still makes the house smell good. It's not dirty really, it doesn't get bristles everywhere. You spray with water every couple days to keep it fresh and keep it new, and you still got that real tree, that pine, you know, sense of smell in the house. It's nice. You can even swap them out. I think they're like maybe 15, 20 bucks. So that that is a, a thing to do That's a veteran move. feel free to use it for your next uh, you know for your next holiday season. But you know one thing I don't like about all the Christmas decorations though is like I said it feels feels like there's just shit everywhere right Your house is so cluttered and I think we have a pretty like minimalistic style in our in our house. We don't have like too much shit everywhere. We come Christmas time it always feels like there's just a lot. And in the future when we have like real disposable income and money um i think we need to get just rid of everything and just start over by a few nice pieces a few nice decorations maybe some nice pillows blankets some some stuff from like uh let's say like a crate and barrel i'm sure has some nice things um yeah but right now it's just like our house is cluttered with hand-me-down like little decorations that uh one of my grandparents had had given us it was basically shit from probably like the 70s that they don't even want and then like dollar store uh items so it's not a great look i would say but it's at least it's something next comes decorating the outside of the house and every year growing up uh my house and then two usually one or two of our neighbors we would put all put up our lights all together um to decorate the outside of the houses we'd have like a potluck in someone's garage and my role for the first like five years was solely just untangling the strands of lights and man you know that job was a a bitch that was a bitch of a job i hated it. you just get be given this ball of lights and you were just like damn you know here i go i mean i don't even know how these lights got so tangled every year really but i like I'd just have to get all the knots out. I'd have to test them. I'd have to replace the bulbs if that was necessary. And mind you, my hands were already like calloused and dry from the tree fiasco. So uh, by then it's like, it was, this was the most labor I've done all year. You know, I was, I was really struggling and I was working for that potluck soup, but yeah, that was, it was rough. It was really, it was hard. It's hard work but then as i got older you know you get a little bit more responsibility and it was my time to like go up on the ladder right now i don't really fuck with heights too much i don't have like a huge heights fear but i obviously don't like i don't like being up there and putting up lights involves a lot of maneuvering you've got a staple gun in one hand and then you've got the strand of lights in the other but it was just there's a lot to hold on to meanwhile you're trying to balance and you're it's just bad right and one of my neighbors had a, had a daughter who was my age as well and this girl was just fearless and she'd be up there you know just like walking around on the roof like it was just another day and it really pissed me off honestly because i just knew i was being judged you know like here's a boy that's the same age and he's just on the ladder just white knuckling it you know and it just it wasn't good it wasn't good i have a bad bad memory about it most of the time and it was just hard you know it was hard i was a very scrawny awkward just kid i wasn't very uh i don't know i didn't really grow into my body yet so i was just i was just awkward i was lengthy and and loose and i just had a lot going on i had lights wrapped around me the staple gun you had to really press down on it was just a lot to handle but one controversial topic regarding christmas decorations are those massive inflatables that people put out in their front yards We had like one or two usually growing up, but as an adult, I've never purchased one. Uh, They are such like a hit or miss for me, I feel like. And I think you can really divide like Americans into like two separate groups. Are you pro-inflatable or are you anti-inflatable? And my fiance is definitely an anti-inflatable person. I think I'd have to fall in that category really as well, to be honest. I mean, nine times out of 10, they're always like knocked over by the wind or like during the day, it just looks like, it looks like something happened to your to your yard. Like it was, it's a crime scene. You just have like a dead snowman just blanketing the ground and you don't know, like it just looks like a wreck, right? During the day. So for that reason, yeah, I'm not that big on inflatables. Um, I know a lot of people are, and like sometimes like there's houses with just way too many inflatables. Like they've got like 10 inflatables. They got one on the roof. It's just it's just a lot, and, you know, it, you got to think about, like, during the day. To, to me, for some reason, there has to be some invention in the next five to ten years that handles the day aspect of the inflatables. Like, bring it all into, like, a little uh, gift thing or whatever. And so during the day, it just looks like there's presents around the yard or something. I don't know, but figure it out. It's not a good look. I'm not a fan of it. Next, let's discuss Christmas music and movies. Personally, I'm a big fan of Christmas music. I know a lot of people aren't, um, but I remember one year, I mean, I started listening to Christmas music like in early November, which is pretty wild. Like it's, to me, it's just fun. It's nostalgic. It's great, you know, for for me growing up in the desert and the weather doesn't really get cold until like mid-December and by cold, I mean like 60 degrees, right? And so you really need something to make it feel like it's the holiday season, and that's where the Christmas music comes in for me. It really makes me feel like, all right, it's time to get the holiday season into go time. You know, this is this is the start of it. Hearing Bing Crosby, hearing Michael Bublé. Sometimes Uh, my fiance always has to hear the Justin Bieber one for a while. That I'm not a big fan of that, but it's okay. We we work our way through it. But yeah, I actually came across Billboard's top 100 Christmas songs of all time. And honestly, I was a little disappointed, if I may say. So I'll give you the top five just for reference here. Number five, Bean Crosby, "A uh, White Christmas. Number four is Wham, uh, Last Christmas. Number three is Nat King Cole, The Christmas Song. Number two is uh, Darling Love, Baby Please Come Home for Christmas, obviously. And number one was Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas Is You. I guess my biggest beef with this list is Mariah Carey's number one um, spot. You know, I disagree with that completely. Uh, It's just, I don't know. It's a hit or miss. I think that song, it's obviously gets overplayed. Um, I'm not a big fan of her to begin with. And, you know, I think you need kind of like a classic Christmas song, like White Christmas in that number one spot. So I'm just going to give you my top five um, just for reference so you can see where I'm coming from. I think it's a great top five, but that's obviously just my opinion. So here we go. Coming in at number five, I have Augie Rios' Donde Esta Santa Claus. Uh, It's fun. It's lighthearted, and you can't just, like, not sing along. You know, it's great. Number four, Bruce Springsteen. Santa Claus is Coming to Town. I think Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band simply just made a Christmas banger. You know, they didn't need to do this. They went out there, and they gave it their all, and they delivered, I think. So it it deserves a spot in the top five. Number three, Dean Martin, Baby, It's Cold Outside. Uh, this one I found has a little bit of controversy around it um, just because he basically is saying he wants the girl to stay the night, right? He's like, you know, drink a little bit more, cozy up next to me by the fire. And he keeps making up all these excuses and she is just like, no, 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 I don't want any of this. But regardless, I think it is, it's a great song. It's a great duet. You know, times are different now. I think you can't you can't cancel Dean Martin or this song. It's it's a classic, great song. It, he didn't even come up with the song. It's, he's just it's his version that I like. But anyways, yeah, it's coming in at number three. I don't care what everyone says. I like the song. Number two, Frank Sinatra, Jingle Bells. Uh, it's a classic. You know, you can't beat it. The way he, he spells out Jingle Bells is a fun little twist that he adds to the song. So I like that. And then finally, number one, The Drifters' "White Christmas." I think this is a, another uh, great, just amazing duet. It's nostalgic, it's upbeat, it's what you want to hear really at any Christmas get together. I think it's the perfect song because it's that classic, but it's still fun and upbeat, and, and it's great. It's great. You just can't. It's I can. It's in my head right now. And if if I could just sing it, I would. But unfortunately, I can't due to uh, copyright claims. Right. That's my that's my alibi there. But a perfect segue into this, I think, is Christmas movies, especially because Frosty the Snowman. It's a song. It's a movie. But regardless, I hate both of them. I think it's the absolute worst. And this is a rant I go on at least once a year with someone who who asks me about this because I get I just get so upset whenever I hear Frosty the Snowman. I, I change the song almost immediately. But just hear me out for a second. Right. So this snowman comes to life and he's like, guess what, kids, I'm your problem now. You need to take me somewhere cold or else I'm going to die, you know? And that's that's on you, you little shits. So these kids obviously feel so obligated to do something, right? So they go on this big adventure. One of the kids, I think the girl gets like pneumonia or something and nearly dies just because it it's her problem, right? And she goes out all, she's trekking around the snow the whole day or God knows how long they've been. There's someone following them because he's trying to get like the Christmas, the magic hat, right? Right. But it's just—it's irresponsible, I think. It's irresponsible on behalf of that snowman to put his life onto all of these onto all of these children. They didn't deserve that. They were just building a snowman, and all of a sudden, their their day was filled with trying to take this guy to the fucking North Pole or wherever he had to go. So yeah, I'm not a fan. I don't like it, and I think it should be banned permanently from from the world. Sorry, Frosty. But some Christmas movies we've watched so far this year are The Holiday, which was a good, like, rom-com, right? I I have to thank Jude Law for this because for making a a bald man, you know, look somewhat desirable. But I guess in comparison to, like, Jack Black, a lot of looks can be desirable. Um, But we watched that. We watched Christmas Vacation, which is one of my favorites. And then it was her first time watching uh, Die Hard this year as well. And she agrees that it is, in fact, a Christmas movie Um, because it's on, I think it's on Christmas Eve, right? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, those were the three we watched this year so far. Uh, they all been pretty good. So definitely have to check off a few more of that list, but I'll tell you what though, I am not a fan of sequels really of Christmas sequels. I think, um, Home Alone 2 is only good. All the other Home Alones, trash. The other Die Hard movies, trash. Uh, Tim Allen's The Santa Claus 2 through God knows what is trash. Um, I heard uh, there's possibly going to be a Grinch two. Like Jim Carrey, all of a sudden is down to do a Grinch two, which I don't really like. That I mean, just leave it alone. You know, it's great as is. It's a great standalone film. Just leave it as is. Will Ferrell, I think, is the only actor who had the integrity uh, to really turn down the money and not move forward with an Elf two. I think he was like, no, you know, what? I I don't want to I don't want to ruin the first one. It was great. Let's, let's leave it as is. But, you know, speaking of Elf, I thought of something the other night um, and asked my fiance. I said, what's the earliest age you would let your kid watch Elf? Obviously, because it plays with the notion that, you know, Santa Claus isn't real. And it, that kind of really snowballed into a larger conversation, if you will. But um, I stopped leading in Santa Claus probably around like third grade I want to say which in which I think is completely acceptable for around that timeline to really stop believing in Santa Claus I don't know the age I would assume it's like eight or nine I don't know how old you are in that time but we both agreed you should not be making it out of elementary school still believing in Santa Claus before you graduate fifth grade you need to know like hey you got to sit you down this isn't real it's been me the whole time I'll accept a thank you. But I personally don't remember it really being like a big deal or making a big deal out of it. Um, it was never something that was actually like addressed to me. Um, but I know my older sister had a big issue with it. I wasn't there for the conversation, but I remember she lost a tooth and I think she caught my mom, uh, filling in for like tooth fairy, right. Being in full tooth fairy mode. And then she just made the connection right then and there that like, you know, all fictional, characters are obviously not real and from what I've been told she had a complete and utter meltdown um, which did not go over well but as I've talked about it in previous episodes my brother and I really do have a pretty big uh, age gap so as he was able to grow up uh, we were really still able to play along and it was just really fun you know it was fun for all of us because like I was now in the know and I was able to just watch him kind of have some fun and that's when we introduced elf on the shelf which I think is one of the greatest parenting scams of all time. You know, if you fuck up, you better hope that that elf wasn't fucking watching because he's going to give a full report on Christmas Eve. This is just an ingenious idea, I think. But elf on the shelf did come with a lot of responsibilities. You know, you had to move him around a lot. And for me, the best at just watching this happen, the best was when we'd forget to move the elf overnight, right? You have to move him to a different spot. And my brother would wake up the next morning and he'd just be like, why is, like, why is the elf in the same spot? You know, like, why didn't it move? And we just, we'd be like, Oh, like, he just really likes that spot. I don't know. And or like other nights when like we'd put him up somewhere like really high and then like, I don't know, like the air conditioning or the heater would pop on and he'd fall off or something. It'd knock him down. So my brother would come downstairs again and he'd be like, what, what happened? You know? And you'd just be like, Oh, it must have must have had a rough night, you know. I don't know. But my brother'd be like, "Did he die?" And he'd be like, "No, nah, he's he's good. Don't worry about him." But yeah. So that was always really fun. Really though, the majority of our Christmas traditions would come on Christmas Eve. We'd wake up early and head to the only mountain that really ever got snow around us, and we'd go sledding. So that was really fun. And but this was like a forty-five minute drive. So like, even if there wasn't snow, like you were sledding, like you. Your parents and make sure, like, hey, you're getting on this fucking sled and you're going down the mountain a few times, and you'd just be, you know, you'd be holding on to that sled. You'd be taking like ice and and rocks to the to the face, and the ground was like cement hard. And if you hit a if you hit a bump at all, you know, like your ass was bruised for like the next week. It was it was really rough. You know, your your face would be all like road rash almost from all the ice coming up and hitting your face. So. It was definitely an exciting time as a kid, I'd say. Yeah, I mean, 10 out of 10, you know, best way to start the day. I will say that, like, it, it was definitely a good way to, like, tire your kids out because we would wake up really early, be all excited, get a lot of energy out during the day. And then by the end of the night, like, I was exhausted, you know, it was it was rough. And then not to mention, there was another horrible, horrible Christmas tradition that we did on Christmas Eve, and that was the Feast of the Seven Fishes. So, if you're not familiar with this uh, Catholic tradition, uh, this meal typically consists of seven different types of seafood dishes, and for me, it was brutal. I mean, I don't really mind seafood in general. I like sushi. I like fish now and again. I don't really eat it that often, but just all of that together in one meal is just way too much. like it, the house just stinks, and it's just so much to just take in all at once. You know, all these different oof, like I it was it was. Oof. And one year, I got uh, I got food poisoning from it. I got so sick, and it, it was just the worst. I was thrown up all night. Meanwhile, Saint Nick decides to sneak in and just help himself to some cookies and milk. I was just I was so sick, and the next morning it was I was just exhausted. I didn't sleep the whole night, and it was it was rough. It was a rough it was that was a rough Christmas. But yeah, this meal is it's the worst tradition. I don't know. I don't know why we do it every year it's it's really hard to get down and so most most of the time I'll like try to eat before and then just like put a bunch of little stuff on my plate and scarf it down but yeah the, the feast of the seven fishes is rough and I don't know why fishes is plural it's said plurally like that I know how you're supposed to say fish is plural like fish but for some reason I don't know why it's seven fishes um that's another it's another problem I have with the tradition but yeah, it's it's bad. It's a, I'm sorry if you have to go through that as well. But despite some of the uh, some of the bad years, I can look back with positive memories about the holidays. You know, it was a great time. Where I really struggle with now is kind of like the gift giving aspect of it. I'm really bad at accepting gifts. Um, I I give zero emotion when I open something up, and it it really it it wrecks some people when I'm just like because I, I don't know how to act. And my fiance and I, we don't even really we don't even give gifts on on Christmas. She usually gets too excited and we exchange gifts like days in advance. And I you know, I'm fine with that because I don't really want to ruin her holiday. If she gets me something special, right, that she views as special and I get it and I'm like, Hey, thanks, you know? And that's really that's that's the best you're really gonna get out of me. Like, thanks. This is great. And I've tried for years, for twenty years, you know, to really give it my all and I I really don't know how to to act in those situations. I don't know what it is, but it's really hard for me to just be like, hey, thanks for this. Um, I do like giving gifts myself. Like I put a, I try to put a lot of thought in a lot of my gifts. Um, Like I'll really save some stuff throughout the year or like try to listen to something that you actually want. Like, and it's only a few specific people, right? But there's like, there's some gifts I have in mind for some family members. I haven't done any shopping so far this year. But yeah, there's some little things I have in mind that I'm like, okay, like I can get this person something like this. Yeah, so if you need to do some gift shopping, get ready, you know, Christmas is coming up. It's coming fast than you think. Like I said, I haven't done any any shopping at all, so I've got a lot to do. And not to mention there are like two family birthdays in the month of December. We're getting married at the end of the month, so it's going to it's coming fast for me. I've got a lot to do. But, you know, it's it's that's just part of the hustle and bustle of the holiday season. But Thank you for listening. I appreciate it. Hopefully by next time I'll be a little bit more prepared. Maybe I'll have some like gifts wrapped up, ready to go, waiting over here. I don't know, hopefully. But, yeah, that's really it. If you have any holiday traditions you'd like to share, I'd love to see them. But in the meantime, I will talk to you next week.